Welcome to News Tribune on Tap. I'm Gary Castor, Managing Editor at the Jefferson City News Tribune and host of News Tribune on Tap, a weekly conversation about news and issues in Jefferson City that matter to you. Today's special guest is Ann Bax. Hello, Ann. Hello. For those who don't know, Ann is president and CEO of United Way of Central Missouri. For now, put a dot in that. So Ann had some bittersweet news for us to share with the community recently. She's stepping down from her leadership role at United Way. So first, Ann, thank you for your service to the community through United Way. Kind of walk us through your decision as to why you're stepping down. Sure. So uh, certainly one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. Bittersweet for sure. I've loved my role. And, you know, being part of the United Way family, which is not just staff, it's our volunteers, it's our supporters, it's our community. And we are really a family. So very tough decision. But probably a lot of people know that my husband's gone through some pretty major health challenges. So he was diagnosed with cancer. It'll be three years in June. And we've had some some bumps in the road along the way. So certainly that changes your perspective on life. And of course, he's always been my priority, but needing to be much more present. So that certainly weighed into the decision. But it's also, I guess I'm just getting old. I don't know. You know, that I got I saying those words are very difficult, <laughs> but just turned 61. So that was a little bit of it. But I also have told my staff, I don't want to be one of those leaders that doesn't know when it's time to pass the baton. And I don't feel like I'm there yet. And again, very hard to actually do it. But knowing that when I do pass the baton, I think for the United Way's sake, it needs to be outside of campaign time. So that's about four months of the year that's not true campaign time. Mm -hmm. And so that weighed into the decision. Again, my husband had to be hospitalized in October for several months. And so I was gone for the tail end of last year's campaign. And I knew it was my team just handled it without a hitch. I said it kind of gave them a trial run. I know that they are ready to work with a new leader and take it to the next level. But heaven forbid something like that would happen again. And I know it's not going to. I have faith that it's not going to. But I guess all of those things rolled into one. Just kept praying about it and kept coming back to the place that maybe it was time. So. Mm. So let's back up for a second, because I want to say, first of all, let's just clear up the inaccuracies. Anne is not old, all right? <laughs> Thank <clears> you. She is one of the most energetic, <laughs> giving people that I know. And so I, we're just going to get that out there. You're definitely <laughs> yeah. not old. So before we get into some more of the questions, let's kind of put the context here. So when you talk about staff... How many people comprise the United Way staff? Mm -hmm. We have six total, okay. including myself. We've got Teresa Verslois is our vice president of agency agency liaison, and she is also wearing very much her hat has been tipped towards early childhood. That's a huge mm -hmm. role. In fact, we have an opportunity to maybe separate that position and, and bring on another person. So mm -hmm. maybe seven here, you know, once we figure out the timeline. And then we have our finance director. Jennifer Wilbers. Amber Brondell is our marketing and events director. Hannah Gerard is our operations specialist. And Carrie Delaney is our administrative coordinator. So they are a small but mighty team for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, now compare that to the number of volunteers that are part of the organization. I mean, it's not six or seven, right? No. We estimate there are probably close to a thousand volunteers that help us in one way, shape, or form throughout the year. So it's a lot. And yeah. that's how we get our work done is depending on amazing community leaders that understand the value of investing their time, their energy, their financial support to the United Way. Yeah. So for someone who's listening who maybe doesn't really know that much about United Way of Central Missouri, talk a little bit about the number of partner agencies, the geographic region mm -hmm. 
that sure. Central Missouri yes. touches. Yes. So, you know, our mission is that we fight for the health, education, financial stability, and basic needs of every person in our community. Our community is expanded to nine counties. Hmm. And so those counties are Cole, Monotone, Miller, Osage, Southern Callaway, Phelps, Mary's, Camden. So very much, you know, we have grown over the last 13 years. And so that's our service area. And so we are certainly bricks and mortar here but very focused on making sure that we are serving that entire service area. The number of agencies we are partnering with are 28. And so those agencies really fit together like a puzzle. And mm-hmm. where the services of one leave off, another one picks up. And we are in our 96th year here mm-hmm. in Central Missouri. So a couple of years, we'll be celebrating 100 years. And so our first four agency partners were Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Salvation Army, and Red Cross. And they continue to be partners. But the other amazing thing that we get to do because our community supports us in such a great way, not only support those agencies on an ongoing basis. They reapply every year. We're getting, we're, well, actually we started the process this week. It's called fund allocation where we have almost a hundred volunteers mm-hmm. that help us. Our agencies have to reapply. So they've reapplied for 2024 funding. And so we start the process of looking at those applications and we'll make recommendations um, over the next couple months for 2024 funding. But in addition to that, then we are able to, this year we, we announced just last week with your help that we are going to have $350,000 in community support grants available to, again, not just those 28, but to any 501c3 that's been a 501c3 for two years or more in those nine counties. So that's how we really get to expand our reach and help more organizations that are doing the great work in this community play a small role, you know, in the great work that's going on in our community. Sure, sure. And those grants, you've had that opportunity to do that for multiple years. We have. The mobile food pantry was one of the recipients, one of the earliest recipients, Mm -hmm. if I remember. Yeah, it was actually, yeah, that was a special, we, I'll never forget, the previous executive director, Peggy Kirkpatrick, came to the United Way, and she said there's a disparity between the food insecure in Mm -hmm. in Cole County, specifically, she was talking about, and the food that's going into Cole County, because we don't have an abundance of bricks and mortar pantries. Mm -hmm. We have some small church pantries and Samaritan Center at the time, Salvation Army, of course, and they were... They were at capacity with what they could put out. So this was back in 2014. We put together what we called our Bold Idea Subcommittee, Mm -hmm. and we started studying that. And originally, our thought was we would get a donated building, our hope was, to um, open up what we call a central pantry, which is where you go in and you shop versus standing in line and getting a box of food that you don't have any say or choice in. It's a way to allow our clients we serve to shop with dignity Mm -hmm. and be served with dignity as well as less waste because people aren't just taking things that their family is not going to eat. Right. So again, we had a great committee that worked on that for about a year. And we, we, we had a lot of different generous people come forward to try to um, see if there was building that they might own or have some ownership in to rent or possibly mm-hmm. be gifted. But there was never the perfect building. You know, it had to have a loading ramp. It had to have opportunity for refrigeration, all those things. Right. So that's when we, I'll never forget, it was Mark Kaiser. And he's a, a great United Way volunteer said, have we ever thought about a mobile pantry? And mobile pantries weren't new, mm-hmm. but they had a couple of them, but they were serving all that, you know, they serve, gosh, 30 some counties. So yeah. um, our foundation actually stepped forward and bought the mobile as a grant to them. And then we, United Way Inc. paid them back out of funding over the next couple of years, paid them back partially. And uh, it was kind of a collaboration between us and our foundation to the food bank. Yeah. So that was a, an amazing, yeah, to your point, you know, one, it was considered like a grant to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your tenure at United Way. So when you first 
expressed an interest in this position. What was your vision for the agency? Oh gosh, my parents have a servant's heart and they, and I just grew up seeing them, whether it was, you know, helping out at school, serving in the cafeteria, or Mm -hmm. if it was some sort of a food drive, or if it was, uh, certainly they were very involved in the Samaritan Center. And I just always saw them giving back. My parents helped the Vitae, the Vitae dinner annually. Mm -hmm. That kind of came out of my dad's thought that they came to him looking for a donation. I'm one of seven kids. Donations were a little tough for my family. So he had the idea, I'll have a backyard barbecue. He loved to barbecue. Mm-hmm. And so he had a big grill in the backyard. He said, I'll invite my friends and you'll get more money that way. Ask my friends to give and I'll feed them and you know, we'll have a little get together. That was, I think, almost 30 years ago. And mm-hmm. now that's grown to, it's here in Capitol Plaza, no longer a backyard barbecue. But right. again, that's just an example of what I saw growing up. I didn't talk about it. It just kind of was something they instilled in myself and my six siblings. So, mm-hmm. and I had volunteered. I was very involved, especially when my children were younger, uh, more so involved in church volunteerism, school volunteerism. And so as I, my kids got a little older and those volunteer opportunities at school were less, I just kind of was looking for more. I remembered reading that Linda McEnany was retiring and I called my friend Tammy Turner and, and uh, I knew Dave Turner was very involved, and I just said, do you think this might be something that I could do? And they encouraged me. So at the time, I just knew I had volunteered for several of the partner agencies, but never for United Way. I worked for a a company called Modern Business Systems right out of college. I worked there for 13 years. There's something about 13 years with me. So it was 13 (laughs) years with them, 13 years with my husband and I, self-employed, and now 13 years. And it's just, that's kind of weird, but it's true. So at Modern Business Systems, I had helped to lead their United Way campaign. Hmm. So, you know, my, my vision, long answer to a short question, Gary, my vision, I guess, was again, Again, just seeing what we could do to best serve the community. And they were doing amazing things. Linda was hard shoes to fill. You know, she had a servant's heart. She just did great things and had wonderful community support. And so that was my hope was to continue doing the great things she did. But also I saw just opportunity to continue to expand our partnerships Mm -hmm. was probably one of the things that I hoped and just continue to build on that trust the community has for the United Way and the respect and being that go-to for volunteerism and be that go-to when there's gaps in services, trying to see how we can address And again, never thinking United Way is the answer, the only answer. Mm -hmm. We're just part of the community team. Let's take a break from our podcast for a minute. I have a couple things I want to share with you. It's election season here at the News Tribune. We've got an April 4th election coming up. And one of the things we really try to focus on is candidates and issues that folks will be facing at the ballot box. So we have two forums scheduled, one March 8th for city council candidates and one March 15th for Jefferson City School Board candidates. So drop us questions that you might have for candidates. You can send them to vote at newstribune.com. We will ask the candidates of those questions either at the forums or for stories that we'll be producing through this election season. So again, it's vote at newstribune.com. Now back to the podcast. So once you got into the job, feet on the ground, running, so what did you encounter? You know, how did the vision change or did it change? I don't know that it changed. I think probably the biggest aha moment for me was Mm -hmm. when the tornado hit and Mm. then the pandemic on top of it. And I guess it didn't happen that I realized it then, but I think for many people, they think of United Way just as a fundraiser Mm -hmm. and that's what we do, which is a big part of what we do, but it certainly is not the 
most important thing that we do in a lot of respects. And so I think when the tornado hit, out of hard things come good things for United Way. We, I think we knew that we needed to step forward and do donation management as well as set up a recovery and, and response fund for funding, but also just be that mobilizer of volunteers. Mm-hmm. And so I think the community through that saw that, you know, we have a different role to play as well or an additional role to play that, again, there was no clear cut Thank goodness our community hadn't been through anything like this. There was no clear cut, you know, United Way is going to do this and other organizations are going to do this. And so we had the amazing support of our community partners that we were able to bring everyone together, be the convener to have the conversation about what made sense for each organization to do and to collaborate on. And so we just helped start the conversation. Ironically, we are still, gosh, going on four years, right? So Mm -hmm. we have a long-term recovery committee I was just getting ready for before I came over here that we still are... we're still working with some of our faith-based and, and health and human service agencies on our long-term recovery committee. So again, I think probably the biggest thing was starting to try to get the community to see us in a different light, an additional light, because the, you get the hard question sometimes, well, why United Way? Why? You're just a pass-through. Mm-hmm. And we're not. We're more than that. And I think our agency partners can attest to the reason, you know, United, we're a family and we have high standards for those agency partners, but we collaborate in so many ways. Over the last couple of years, we invested in our agencies went through some board development type things. You know, we try to provide added value in, in so many different ways because they're working so hard to provide the service that they are meant to provide. And so we see ourselves as, again, trying to help them be the best agency they can be. And again, with those other agencies that we partner with in community support grants, you know, we don't know them as well, but we just play a small role in, in the work that they're doing. Yeah. Well, and I think as you say that, I, I see that. I mean, I, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with necessarily what the mission of United Way was pre-tornado. It served a valuable role. These agencies really depended upon that financial Mm -hmm. help, but it really transformed them into more of a collaboration. Bringing people to the table in the United Way was the glue that kind of brought the groups together. Yeah, thank you. And I think the pandemic then just that further solidified. I'm really proud that when we um, were, again, this was a collaboration with the county. We heard about this good idea from another county that they had developed a helpline, Mm -hmm. one number. And, uh, you know, here we have 211, which is a multitude of numbers. But what we found is, you know, especially during that time when people were homebound and when you have seniors and people who found it hard to get out anyway, you know, when they had a need, they were calling 211 and having calling social service agency after social service agency and getting voicemails because no yeah. one was in office. And the frustration and the anxiety, it was just horrible to hear that when you talk to people that were experiencing it. So we borrowed the idea from Camden County, actually. Mm-hmm. They developed a helpline, one number, and uh, the city had an extra line. They actually, Kim Bland um, stepped up to be the person that coordinated on their end. Mm-hmm. And from our end, we got the agencies and faith-based groups together, and you just felt so good that you knew you were really helping people in a really hard time. Yeah, yeah. You know, Anne, when you look back at your 13 years, what are the memories that are going to stick with you? Oh, just the amazing people. I knew before I started in this role, I lived here forever, loved being from Jefferson City, Missouri, mm-hmm. knew we had a special community, but gosh, um, I thought I knew a lot of people from growing up here. I just didn't have any clue what amazing people were out there that I hadn't met yet. And not just the agency partners, the um, supporters, the media, just how much people care, but it's also the people we serve, the clients, 
being served by our agencies and people maybe have hit a bump in a road and mm-hmm. um, need a little help and just amazing people that have used the services of United Way that I've gotten to work beside and get to know and it is life-changing for sure. Yeah. When you look back, what's going to be one or two of the accomplishments you're most proud of? Definitely the mobile pantry. Our goal was to get a million more pounds of food into Cole County a mm-hmm. year. We're hovering around seven or 800,000 pounds. And I think if it not for the pandemic, we'd probably be to the million. But, mm-hmm. you know, food supply chains and all that is challenging. That's a barrier. But certainly that, bringing on two new partner agencies, and we're having discussions about opening that up again, you know, expanding the United Way family. I remember we used to say we had twins, but yeah. we brought those two on. You know, I would say certainly the work during the tornado and the pandemic mm-hmm. uh, is hard as it was. Again, the way people came out to help us, I'll never forget you know, the day after our phone was ringing off the hook, people were coming to the door wanting to help and we could not think straight. You know, what's the first step you take? And I remember our friends from Central Bank called and said, how can we help? And they sent five people over for about a week probably more than that, to just help us answer phones mm-hmm. and um, address all the people that wanted to help, yeah. which what a, what a great problem to have. Yeah. So just, uh, again, the people, just the amazing people. And that's the hardest thing. I think I'm not going to see everyone on a regular basis. So I'll figure out how to see everyone on a regular basis. I bet basis. you will. I bet you will. <laughs> so flip side of that, what's the challenges that still are out there that just tug at your heart? You know, certainly right now, housing in our community weighs heavy on on United Way and our agency partners. How do we address that? And the ripple effect for our business partners and people you know who are struggling to stay here and Mm -hmm. thrive here, that is something that I hope I can continue to try to it's not, it's not an easy answer. So many different entities are working on it. So hopefully we can continue to figure that out, you know, and continuing to make sure that United Way is that community partner and trusted community partner because we need to be here for the long haul to make sure that we are that for the community and those agency partners. And I, and I have no doubt that that will happen. We'll continue to just take the organization to the next level in order to be here for our community. You know, food insecurity, of course, again, with the supply chain issues and all that, more people needing help, uh, the inflation, hopefully, you know, just addressing those needs are probably top of mind right now. So what's the transition in leadership going to look like from your perspective? We have a wonderful board of directors, Mm -hmm. as always. And so the executive team has been meeting with me and we've just kind of timelined it out. They've got a selection committee that they have put together. We're hoping to get the job posted by hopefully the end of this week, and then ask for applications to be sent in by the end of March. That committee will get together and determine, you know, how they will meet with the applicants and what that's going to look like. Ideally, you know, again, I said, I just think for the United Way's continued success to do this transition in the middle of a campaign, I think was not ideal. So that's the reason for my timing. But if we could have someone on board by June, then Mm -hmm. we could start the Paysetter campaign in July with that person leading the charge. And I, you know, I certainly am not going anywhere. I, you know, I I said selfishly, you know, I'd love to to help in any way if that is appropriate. I don't want to be obtrusive. So so I don't want to be that you have to drag me out. You know, it's like you said, you were leaving now. (laughs) Just, just leave. (laughs) And that's my chair you're sitting in. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The executive committee laughs at me because I said all those projects that have been on the strategic plan from year to year that I never got completed. You know, if there's any any opportunity for some help in that regard, that would be something that if I can be of help, I want to do that. I'll always be the cheerleader on the sidelines. You know, seeing 
or I can help with yeah. the United Way or, or whatever that our community needs. Because I, I say the words, you know, it's up to all of us to take care, you know, in good community, great communities, you take care of each other. Our community gets that so well. And I want to be that person. What message would you like to leave your successor? Oh, gosh. Give yourself some grace. <laughs> Because I remember uh, many times thinking, I'm not doing this right, or I should have done it differently. Lean on the great people around you, the agency partners, the community supporters, the team, the team, my team right now will be their team. So many people that care so much and so many people that have experience, expertise, passion for seeing this community continue to go in a great direction. Utilize all those people because that's what I've done. And I mean, mm -hmm. I've surrounded myself with amazing people and not only had a lot of fun, very rewarding, and just knowing that people are out there for you. For our board of directors, every board chair I've worked with has just been an incredible human being. And um, I've leaned heavily on them. And that gives you some reassurance that there's people out there that a lot of times know more than you and can help get through some tough times or hard decisions. And, and so I, that would be my recommendation. So what would you tell the community as you get ready to leave? Thank you. <clears throat> Say that better. Thank you. It's just been a blessing privilege, honor, all those things. I know I'm a better person by serving in this role. And um, just thank you for caring so much. All right. Well, Ann, thank you for joining us. And before you leave, I will say thank you for caring. Thank you for your service and uh, being a great model and a reflection of what this community should be. So no, again, you. thank you. Thank you, Gary. And I can't thank you all for, I know that the success of the United Way, much of it is because you all believe in the mission, you believe in this community, and you have helped us tell the story. And I say that, and I really, truly mean that. I really do. This is because we need help telling our story. We can't get to all the people who need to hear it, and you all have helped us with that, and we couldn't have done it without you. So thank you. And thank you for the personal friendship. Absolutely. You told me something when we talked the other day about God's not finished with me yet. Yep. And that helped me. So. Good. We're looking forward to see what your next mission is there. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find News Tribune on tap at newstribune.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play.